previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. There's one man sitting at a single table in Hoke's residence. You see Clayton look up. We've been waiting for you. 35 imps materialize. We're dead. They all jump at you. I'm going to get as many imps as I can and cast sleep. Yeah, I'm going to use a flame strike. You aim it at Clayton Colwyn and uh, his imps, and everybody fails their dexterity saving throws. I didn't want to have to invoke the power of Hadar, and tendrils of dark energy erupt from me and batter all creatures within ten feet of me. That will include Josh and Jack. Oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. I'm dead. What I want to do is manifest my echo onto the roof. Uh, and switch places with my Echo, then yell out, Taylor, if you want to come breathe heavily on everything in this room. Wait a minute. (laughs) Everything? Wait. (laughs) Clayton is going to attack Dosh. I can't wait to see you dead. Right now, you are unconscious, (laughs) and Jack Jackerson is also unconscious. You're going to hear a large galumphing as Taylor breathed paralyzing breath down into the room. I failed. All of the imps also fail. Josh is actually still up on the roof. I'm going to lay on hands over on Dosh. The imps are going to attack Donovan. Not again. Oh, God. Arms of Hadar shoot out. <laughs> I cast that. You kill six. I want to sprint over to Jack Jackerson. going to grab the potion and shove it as far down into his mouth as I can. All right. I want to flame strike something. <laughs> you are going to kill all the imps and Clayton. Whoopsie. Should we search the rest of this place, see if there's anything worth finding? important papers or anything on him to lead us to where we need to go. You do find a letter from Hoke. You see that it says less than a week before we open the Barrier Ridge Mountains to the Trugalan forces. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Brad Renfro. Ah, gotcha. You got me. Gotcha, It's good to be here, everybody. Um, Something, something stabs you with a trident. Trident-flavored bubblegum. Matt Smith. So I learned about one of those uh, Mandela Effect things the other day, which really blew my mind. Mm. Did you know uh, Albert Einstein? He didn't actually exist. He's just a uh, theoretical physicist. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That was horrible. <laughs> I even got that one, too. That's fucked up. Brad Richards. Okay. So a man is in a hospital, and his wife just gave birth. It was a very happy, joyous occasion. He looks at the doctor very nervously and says, Doc. And he nods to his wife. He goes, when are we going to be able to have sex? And the doctor looks at him, winks at him. He goes, I'll be waiting three doors down. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. (laughs) And Ben Renfro. Well, going to go with old Reliable here with a nice good old pirate joke. Um, What did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? 
Hi, matey. I know. I know. I'm not proud of oh, it either. Jesus. Die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but uh, his no, joke was shut bad. Up. <laughs> his <laughs> deserves an Oscar after that one. You know what we are proud of, though? Our fifth edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, of which we are now producing the 98th episode. Paul, you can't just go over that like it didn't happen. <laughs> he said that out loud. He thought about it and then said it. And I was like, you know what? Even if this doesn't get a yuck, it's still out here. All right. Hold <laughs> it doesn't on. Do get a yuck. It's going to get a yuck. Okay. Right? So, so I think both, well, his had intelligent humor behind it. Yours was bad. Well, just funny. Uh, I could try something with a little bit more intelligence behind it, if you'd like. Please, I can't wait to hear this one. All right. Which one, Which part of the body dies last? The pupils, they dilate. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers at home, I'm miming shooting myself in the chin. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That was a good joke. I, I mean, so. hate you. I mean, I'll be honest, both the I'm 80 and uh, Dilate, they're both solid puns, but at the same time, die, Ben. Paul, you have no room to talk. Get out of here. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here, My Paul. segues are flawless. Speaking of Paul, flawless yeah, segues. if you closed your eyes and were deaf. <laughs> you want to hear a flawless segue? Close my eyes. <laughs> Die. All right. <laughs> it's a silent. All right. So, last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, we left off with our adventurers, uh, led by Dosh Johnson and accompanied by Josh Donson, Donovan like Cher, and Jack Jackerson, along with Finrail, Wilhelmina, Taylor, and Figus. They had all gone looking for Hoke Venderberg and tracked him down to his house, but when they broke in, they found Clayton Colwyn, the former leader of the Crowsheads and uh, established rival of Dosh Johnson. And when they tried to take Clayton as their prisoner, Clayton said, uh-uh, and then he snapped his fingers and, like, 90 imps filled the room. They had been sitting there invisible, our adventurers barely managed to beat them, mainly because they had a dragon on their side. And uh, they also killed Clayton. Now they are in this manor. Uh, all of the imps are dead, and they are about to look through materials to see if they can figure out where Hoke is in the Barrier Ridge Mountains. The only thing that they had found at the end of last episode was a letter in uh, Clayton's breast pocket saying... Final preparations are being made in the Barrier Ridge Mountains. So, let's go ahead and pick up there. Have you guys ever <clears throat> just taken a step back to, to think about our group here? And just, what in the actual fuck we're doing here? First of all, think about all of our names. Dosh Johnson, Josh Johnson, Jack Jackerson, and Donovan Lake Cher. We ride on a dragon named Taylor, which, going back to early episodes, what the fuck is a Taylor in this world? Then we have fucking Doug Dimidome named Finrael, and then we travel with a chick named Billy. Who had her head cut off. Yeah, the headless Billy. Like, you just take a step out and look at what we have? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Ben, let me ask you a question. How do we make it this far? Let me ask you a question. There was a dragonborn named White Jesus, 
<laughs> a ranger named Gary Longshaft. Tim the Enchanter, which was a tiefling? The Sorcerer Supreme, if you will. Yeah, okay. Named Tim. And then Thalor Axe, which is the fucking Lorax, and I didn't know that for like 30 episodes. <laughs> I didn't know that for like three years. <laughs> I was gonna say, I figured that out when you guys were making fun of that last time, like but, two months ago. Yeah, but yeah like, when listen. we were reminiscing about that campaign that we had done four years ago, and we're only just talking about it now. Who was a dwarf? A short orange dwarf with a bushy yellow mustache. Wait, you described him like that initially and nobody picked up on it? <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think he said straight up orange. I think he said he had who tans too much and is orange like like a California girl. It took me a little while. But if you're questioning this No, part... it's just it came to Paul was kind of giving the recap and talking about who we got and what we got going on here. And I just had to think, I'm like, first of all, all these names are ass. Second of all, <laughs> Like, what are we doing here, guys? Clearly, <laughs> there's someone more qualified than yeah. us. <laughs> How did we get into this well, position? <laughs> apparently, there isn't somebody more qualified because you beat all those imps and you've leveled up to level 11. Which, um, since we're talking about our characters, why don't you go ahead and go around the table real quickly and let the listeners know what you picked up with your level up? Oh, please, no. <laughs> I'll lead us off here then. Um,. Donovan here upgraded his uh, Warlock class to three. So I just did my Pact Boon, where I went with the Pack of the Tome, where I get a Grimoire from my patron that lets me have three cantrips that I can just kind of cast when I feel like. Ah. That is all. That is all. So you got a book, nerd. Yeah. (laughs) The great old daddy gave me a book to read. (laughs) Oh. My patron's the great old one. Oh. Yeah, I've had one of those once or twice a bunch of times. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Brad. Hi, hi Brad. Brad. <laughs> Jack Jackerson, uh, with all of his combat that he hasn't seen yet, decided to further his righteous path of beating the piss out of people and become a paladin. So he is now a level one paladin. I got some HPs and some lay on hands of divine sense, which I'm pretty sure I already had lay on hands. I did not. Yeah, so now you can just pull from your pool of reserved health, like your aura of divineness, um, whereas before you could just cure wounds. Uh, Yes, sir. And then I have to go back through my spells and make my guy more combat ready because right now... I'm a fucking puff. <laughs> that is all. All right, who's next? I'm Josh. Josh Johnson. Hello, Josh. Josh. And I'm addicted to men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted Uh-oh. to ass. My 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 husband, uh, to be exact. I am a husband to <laughs> Josh Johnson. Um, but yeah, playing playing Josh Johnson, I uh, took a level in Ranger this time around. To add to my multi-class resume, and in doing so, I got some HPs, I got some skills and such, and then I got a favored enemy, which I will favor my enemy as demons, and I got a natural explorer, so I get to pick my favored terrain, which we had decided was the old dirt road and the mountains. 
<laughs> so you really mean the mountains? Yes, but I think there's like especially the gluteus clefts. Of if those we mountains. if we come across a dirt road, it's going to make me climax, like the mountains. If they're too, you really uh, could have just said take my horse down the road, dirt road, old dirt, dirt road. If there are two kind of hilly areas off to either side where a dirt road kind of passes between them, that it's would like be the double. ideal location. It's like the really favored <laughs> terrain. Um, and if that dirt road led to some sort of tunnel, perhaps secret tunnel. <laughs> I like mountains. That is all. And last but not least. Hi, I'm Dosh. Hello, Hello Dosh. Dosh. And I can't say I'm addicted to women. <laughs> On the other hand, I am addicted <laughs> to my better half, Josh Donson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've gained another level in Bard College of Whispers, which gives me access to a sixth level spell. That's basically it. All right. Well, thanks for uh, giving us the rundown of what your level up included. So, um, getting back to where you are in your adventure, your characters are currently standing in a study where you had defeated Clayton Colwyn. There are imp bodies lying everywhere. Taylor and your other companions are still on the roof. And you had last episode indicated that you would like to explore the manor and try to figure out where Hoke is hiding out and also loot. And then if the looting and searching fails, then you plan on talking to the dead. My loot. Speaking of loots, and I pull out... (laughs) (laughs) I pull out the loot. You pull out? I pull out my, uh, my lightning enchanted loot that I have had since the first episode and start just jamming. Just power chords. Like 80s power ballads. Okay. And are you just playing or? Just, you know, just jamming some, strumming some, uh, strumming some strings, as it were. You see Josh get noticeably hard at the way he pulls out his electrifying loot and the way he is strumming those chords kind of hit me with the power cord over here, but you see me get excited. Hmm, well that's good, because according to my character sheet, I'm also proficient in the flute. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what song are you playing? Are you mm. just, are you hitting hard power chords, or are you, uh... No, I'm just hitting hard power chords, they don't, they don't make sense together, you're just power chord after power chord. Paul, is Clayton here considered <laughs> a, uh, living creature with zero HP right now. He's just knocked out dead, kind of. No, he is dead. He is not unconscious. Hmm. Okay. I run away to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the worst character decision we've ever made. <laughs> this is your fault. Oh, it's not. What were you saying over there? Sweet, sweetie pie? Honey, are you, are you alright? <laughs> no, I'm gonna need a minute in here. <laughs> I, I shouldn't need the full minute, but I'll need, I'll need at least the better half of a minute. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> oh my god. Josh, when you run from the room looking for a bathroom, you run out into a hall, 
Um, way to way to find a way to you, you advance the story <laughs> with this, Paul. This is why you're the DM. Speaking of dudes jerking off, <laughs> you search his pockets. <laughs> Speaking of being about to jizz into your pants. <laughs> um, when you enter the hallway, you wind up seeing it quickly turns to the right, but there is a door open directly in front of you, and then um, when you take that right, you wind up opening up into a really long hallway that runs the length of the manor. Uh, how far down do you want to go? Well, Speaking of how far down do you want to go? <laughs> all the way. Um, well, it's a very uh, emergent situation, so I guess I would like to go down the hall and uh, I guess actually, so I feel like I feel like restrooms are usually like tucked away. Like they're not like in like a hallway with a stretch of other doors that are like tucked away like in odd corners and stuff like that. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I'm looking for is my best bet of where I believe a restroom would be. Okay, are you opening up every door or are you just just the doors that you think the restroom would be? Yeah, I guess <clears throat> I guess I would be uh. Like, are are all the doors, like, closed-closed, or are some of them cracked, or some of them open, or is it just, like... I know you said there was, like, one open door, but, like, what are all the other ones just, like, completely closed? Um, uh, so, the next four doors would be closed, but except for that one that was directly across from you, uh, before the hallway turned right. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess it makes sense for me to try to open them all. Okay. Uh, you open the first door and it appears to be a large closet. The second door on the left is another closet and then the third door which is the second door on the right happens to be a restroom. Thank goodness. Also known I mean, as it's a, a water closet. Yes, it is a water closet where there is a basin with water, there is a window and there is a hole in the floor for the removal of sewage. Is there also a, a hole in the wall that leads to the other closet? <laughs> oh my God. So many closets. Almost like it's a metaphor or something. <laughs> Gotta stay in here for a little while. Um, uh, but while you are out there in the privy, the water closet, Donovan, you had said that you wanted to loot, so... Do you just want to kind of look all over this study, or do you want to look in a specific area? I'm looking in, like, desk drawers. Um, yeah, basically just, like, his desk drawers or, like, file cabinets if he has stacks of papers, just kind of seeing, you know, going through his desk mainly. Okay, then go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. 17. Okay, that is an excellent roll. Wow. Josh has run from the room. Dosh is over there striking power cords and setting the mood for this uh, uh, reverie as you guys are slowly recouping from your battle. You are looking through these papers and pulling open desk drawers, and you do wind up finding a series of correspondences between Clayton Colwyn and Hoke Venderberg. It appears that Clayton, right after he had lost the crow's heads... You're, you're looking through these, and you see them dated way back. Um, right after he had lost the crow's heads to, and Dosh had taken over, he went to Hoke in the hope of gathering a loan. But after he had asked for a loan, Hoke actually indicated that he had larger plans, and if Clayton could 
back him as a member of the Crow's Heads with all of his former kind of seedy underbelly contacts, then Hoke would cut Clayton in and help get rid of Dosh. You don't know exactly what this grander plan was, but it's clear from the messages that you have found so far that the preparations are taking place in the Barrier Ridge Mountains, which you were already aware of. The only additional location that you can find is that it lies to the east of the free city of Chorus. Don't all of the Barrier Ridge Mountains lie to the east? More or less? Well, the Barrier Ridge Mountains run from Sandbar Pass all the way south to uh, Salt Mine Valley and Knorr Lake, which is south of Starnight Forest. The Free City of Chorus is a specific uh, latitude along the Barrier Ridge Mountains, so it is to the east of there. So it's saying to the, like, due east of Chorus. Correct. Yes. Cool, cool. Okay, so I'm assuming once Josh gets back from the bathroom, I'll let everybody know that we need to head east of, yeah, we need to head to the east of that area, to the mountains. To the mountains, you say? Yes. Huzzah. Well, all right. We're just going to ride our dragon. Taylor speaks up from the roof and says, all right, well, east of Chorus is a little bit more specific, but that's a that's still a very large area. Don't we have a very limited amount of time before whatever they're planning gets like before that happens? I guess with that attitude it sounds pretty rough now, doesn't it, Taylor? <laughs> she puts one big old eyeball to the hole in the roof and you hear her muffled through the slate saying, Don't get snippy with me. I'll breathe ice on you again. Don't threaten me with a good time. All she right, ca- point calm down, down, Taylor. Calm down. I said a very good revelation out of nowhere all of a sudden. Um, we need more specific directions than just to the east. <laughs> That's a good call. So, Dash, you always know how to really make my scales itch. Shut up. <laughs> Shh. Shut your face. <laughs> I mean, Dash might be the only one here to have any sort of an idea. All right. Just because these are both guys who apparently want to uh, be rid of you. So they have all dealt with you in some way, shape, or form. Do they have any sort of, like, headquarters or, like, you know, that's where their offices are? They have, like, a treehouse that says, like, I hate Dosh on the outside. Yeah, just, you know. (laughs) I hate Dosh Club. No no Dosh is allowed. It's like like the letters are backwards, like I'm, like, Winnie the Pooh. It's the S's backwards. (laughs) Um... I'm going to go over to, to Clayton Bigsby's body and uh, I'm going to cast Speak with the Dead. Doesn't say should we tie him up first? I mean, all he can do is speak. Okay. So I don't think he can like... Okay. It doesn't like re- revive him. It's just like... I see. We can talk to him. I have no time to act anyway. You've casted it. I was going to say, all right. I could reanimate him, but fuck that. Well, what I, what I would like to do while they're doing that just to have myself doing something at the same time that's once I'm finished with uh, what I was finishing real quick <laughs> um, I would just like to say you see Josh open the bathroom door clammy hands and he like he would like to wash his hands in the bathroom and then next what I would like to do is since I was in a bathroom I would think that uh, there would be a bedroom 
possibly nearby. You know, some sort of room, depending on the floor we're on here. And uh, I would like to go try to find somebody's bedroom to to snoop around in to see if they would have kept anything in a, you know, nightstand or under their mattress or in their dresser that would be of importance. So while they're talking with dead people, I'm going to be doing a little bit more investigating down the halls myself. Are you looking for condoms? I'm just testing out the mattress, <laughs> seeing which one's too hard, which one's too soft, and which one's just right. Okay, so... There is a bedroom directly opposite the study where you had faced off against Clayton Colwyn. So you could go to that one. You can also go further into the house. But you're looking for things of, quote-unquote, importance. Anything in particular? Like, DM, give me some hints. Or are you servicing a warrant? I I would think that... so, So when I say items of importance, what I'd be looking for is any sort of, like note letter map like any like piece of paper that like something could be written down or scribbled on or you know map with any locations start off saying go here um like a diary entry that says like hey hoke asked me to dinner tonight he's taking me to his cabin that's on the mountains (laughs) located here yeah so i'm looking for anything along those lines uh I would also say if I were to come across any sort of like chests or locked drawers or anything like that that would raise kind of suspicion in that kind of sort of sense, I would look at that. And just to kind of snoop and see what I'm able to find, I might, you know, check underneath his mattress. And if I see anything, like even if it's not directly related or important to the mission, if I just see anything that I think would be interesting, I'm definitely down to look at it too. So, Dungeon Master, please give me a hint. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to say? I'm looking for a letter addressed from this person to this person that says exactly these words. Right, no, right. I mean, I'm looking for letters. I'm looking for, you know, <laughs> through notebooks, for things scribbled, for location listings. Anything that looks like a latitude and longitude scribbled down. Any yeah, that, open that and that discarded stuff. Amazon boxes. <laughs> I'm not peeling off the wallpaper here. And, you know, looking for, you know, pictures of the treehouse drawn behind the wallpaper in some weird way. <laughs> okay, no, that, that helps me a lot. So, why don't you go I'm ahead I'm not and trying give... on his clothes. I'm not trying on his clothes either to see if I fit in all of them to see how good I look. To try to find a new outfit to uh, surprise somebody with later. Definitely not doing that. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't you go ahead and give me an investigation check? And then we will cycle back. So keep that in mind. Um, Dosh, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me the full workings of Speak With Dead? That way we can go ahead and get that started. All right. Basically, I just have to be standing within like 10 feet of him. And it lasts for 10 minutes. And I can ask a corpse five questions. I think that's a five. And you can only ask the same corpse once per 10 days. The same corpse. I will also add that the corpse is under no compulsion to offer a truthful answer if you are hostile to it or it recognizes you as an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, the spell does not return the creature's soul to its body. It's only its animating spirit. So you can't ask it anything that it didn't already know. But you cast this spell... Those power chords that you've been strumming this entire time, they just take on an eerie sort of sound, and then you suddenly see a facsimile of Clayton stand up from where he was lying on the ground. He's incorporeal. He's not quite solid. Uh, You can just see through him to the other side. You see him look down at his hands, and then he sighs. 
heavily and turns to all of you and just says, Well, this sucks. Yep. I just want to look at him for a bit. He crosses his arms. I want to look at him expectantly and make it awkward. We could do this all day. Actually, no. I think (laughs) you've only got ten minutes. (laughs) Just keep giving him suggestive looks and see how long it takes for him to give you information without burning a question. (laughs) What does that mean? He's not like a genie. This isn't a question to to Clayton. We get five questions, yeah. Oh, we do? Yeah. His body, like, still on the ground, and this is his spirit, like, standing here? Correct. All right, I want to stroll over to his body and just kind of start nudging it with my foot. Be like, you know, it'd be a real shame if I were to have to desecrate this in horrible (laughs) ways. Desecrate this body. (laughs) You hear, I hear desecrate this body, and you hear a door kick open from down the hall. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't been to the bathroom in a while. I'm, I really, really gotta empty the old bladder. So that's your plan to threaten my body after I'm gone to try and make me give you information. I mean, I was considering. Do you do you hear how wrong this is? Is we're gonna bring back his like essence to talk to us. To watch you and commentate on you desecrating his <laughs> dead body, but he could still be there in, mean, in spirit. We could just make him not undead and then desecrate his body and then kill him again. And then bring him back to ask him how was it. <laughs> yep. I can do that. We have that ability now. We have a lot of abilities. You could you could make a door out of his body. <laughs> Which you could do. Because you could just piss all over him. I can use control water. Oh. And flood him. I like where with, this is going. With your urine. Into his lungs. Into his lungs. All up in his nose. Oh. Just have it keep going in a cycle. Like in his nose, out his mouth, in his nose. And it just keeps. And I can hold person. It's like a neti pot. <laughs> I believe you're down two minutes already. Two minutes? We, we do need to know where this meetup is happening. All right, so... I mean, I'll be straight with you, Mr. Bigsby. Is that the only time you're being straight with somebody? Uh, we would like to know where Hoke is right now. Pretty please. Sorry and, we killed you. You know, I wasn't even coming after you. I gave no shits about you. I forgot about you the second you walked out of my office. The reason you are dead is because we came here looking for Hoke, and he left you behind, presumably to trap us. And look how that worked for you. So, I'm sure you're not thrilled with Hoke right now. I know you're not thrilled with me. If you tell us where Hoke is, one of us will kill the other one. And I stay dead? I I can't really help you with that. This is the extent of my dead-raising abilities. I can. This guy can. Clayton turns to... <laughs> Sounds like you need to say more to him than that. <laughs> Clayton turns to Jack and says, I tell you what I know, and you'll bring me back. Once we verify that that's true, what you tell us. Yeah, you tell us what we want to know, 
But he has all of his limbs still, right? Like, he didn't lose anything? Because I can't bring those no. back. I think he just got blasted with frost, right? Yeah, He's I'm pretty a... sure that's what wound up taking him down. It's got, like, a chill. Okay. Next time, wear a coat. <laughs> okay, Hypothermia yeah, so... is a bitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can bring you back, and you'll be good as new. You just have to tell us what we want to know, and they wouldn't lie to us. Fine. You actually make some pretty good arguments. He turns back to Dosh, puts his hands on his hips, and says, Oak, right now, is in the mountains east of Chorus. He's making preparations in a cave just due south of his copper fields. Do I know where the copper fields are? Would that be, like, kind of obvious? Yeah, that's something that you were aware of that he had control of, and you could probably find it pretty easily. So it seems to be good information. <laughs> so, just in a cave, just like, you know, a regular cave. I'm sure this cave has some sort of markings differentiating it from, you know, just regular caves. Yes, very much so. There are mine carts going from the copper fields up to that mountain cave, so you'll be able to just follow the tracks get to the copper fields, and you can find the cave. Was there any correspondence or letters that you have anywhere in your house here that proves that, that we could go find? You can tell us that, like, yeah, there's a letter in my bookcase over here that tells you where it's at. Where's the proof that we need? No, I don't have any sort of letters lying around that would give someone the exact location of our plan. I had stuff to blackmail Hoke if I needed to. Blackmail, you say? But I never wrote down any locations. What kind of idiot do you think I am? I mean, you're dead, so... Fair. <laughs> but what kind of things can you blackmail Hoke for? Ah. Well, I was going to offer that up for free, but that'll be your fourth question. In my bedroom across the hall, there's a locked chest underneath a false floor in the armoire. In there, you'll find three bags of what Hoke has been making up in the mountains. And boy, it's going to change the world. Is it meth? <laughs> Heroin. Do you really want me to answer that question as <laughs> number five? No, that's not our fit. Shut up! <laughs> Be rad. You gotta be careful. Matt's been uh, very carefully making sure he's not asking anything in question form. <laughs> and he's just been saying, like, statements that the ghost yeah. has been responding to. Actually, uh, Clayton's I'm aware. asked more questions than uh, we have. Yeah, that's so true. So you're, you're out of your, your five questions. <laughs> so fuck you, Clayton. Welcome to another episode, everyone. Hope you're enjoying it. This week, I have got some exciting announcements for you from your DM, Paul. The first piece of big news is that we are officially updating our Patreon tiers this week. And the best part of it is, if you become a supporter, you'll be getting even more for less now. And that's all because we realized that we wanted to share as much with our fans as possible. So now, for just $2, you can get even more content. 
The Hammerfist Intern tier includes all of our bloopers, conversational recaps, the clip cut recaps that you hear at the beginning of each episode, and we'll start putting up exclusive blog posts about the world of Valveria before they get posted anywhere else. And then, if you go up one more tier to the $5 level, you can add all of our lore and current extra episodes to that list of awesome content that you can access. And I won't bore you with all of the details, but if you want to see the other tiers and the rewards that are available, you can do that at your leisure on patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. We certainly hope that you'll join us on there. And to all those of you who already support us, per your request, we have activated a private RSS audio feed so that you can pull all of those bonus episodes and recaps directly into your podcasting app of choice. Those links are active now, and uh, because they are fulfilled by Acast, integration should be smooth and simple. If you have any troubles, feel free to reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros. And of course, before I get you back to the episode, I always like to recognize our patrons because they make this show possible. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman and Gene L. Jackson. Thank you for your support. And that's all I have for you this week. We're super excited to keep growing and creating content for you to enjoy, and we certainly hope that the additional ways to access that content make it all the better. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Well, before we get to your final question, uh, I'm going to go back to Ben and his character Josh, who is actually in the bedroom across the way and what was your investigation check you're gonna roll you're gonna like find this stuff anyway and it's gonna completely waste my fourth question <laughs> i was a uh, measly 14 okay in the room you wind up finding clayton's uh cane which looks very ornate at the very least it's probably worth some money but seeing how clayton had all of these demons around him, you're thinking that it might be more powerful. It might have some sort of magic to it. Um, and that's just leaning against his nightstand. You also find a small bag of gold. Uh, you find 10 gold pieces and uh, 16 copper pieces. You find in the nightstand a small journal, and that has names of what you can assume are contacts of Clayton's, but they don't have any locations, just names. Cool. Imagine that's all I find. Yep, that is all that you find. You do happen to open up the armoire, and you do see a very fine silk shirt. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And you find a pair of tapered black trousers. Mm. Damn. And let me guess next. It fits me perfectly like a glove. The silk shirt is a little bit baggy, but the pants 
do hug your thighs quite nicely. Oh no! <laughs> Tight oh. in all the right places. <laughs> oh, oh, and do the. Uh, did you say I found a pair of nice shoes? Does it does it fit like Cinderella slipping her foot into the into the slipper? Are they perfect? It turns out that Clayton Colwyn had very small feet. So. So you bust that glass slipper into like pieces. Damn. When you say the silk shirt is baggy, is it like? baggy like it hangs weird or is it like billowy like the uh the cover of a romance novel <laughs> the latter yeah the romance novel <laughs> all right well interesting well i would like to uh to pocket those <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to fold up these clothes and put it in my pack for later and uh i'm gonna be very sneaky about it it's a surprise nobody should know I have a uh, fifth question for for Clayton when we get back to him. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, I guess since that's uh, everything I found and I took what I needed to take, I will uh, come back and return to the group. Holy shit, is that a ghost? It's a ghost. Woo! I'm not a ghost. You've never seen a ghost before? I'm a shopping list. I go, what up, my homie? <laughs> is that the question? Did I burn it? <laughs> What's up? Good. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I am an incorporeal form of my spirit. It's not a shopping list. It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Your time's almost up, Dash. What else do you want to know? All right, Clayton. Is he threatening you? <laughs> you do not threaten my husband like that. Yeah, what he said. Your husband? Now he has blackmail against Dosh. You misspoke. Like, Dosh gives a shit. I'm happy for you, though I never thought you swung that way. I swing every way. What? I mean... (laughs) What? (laughs) We'll talk about this later, honey. (laughs) It's like, wait a second. How many rings do you have on your hands? (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) Oh, interesting. This opens up so many possibilities. Is this, uh, is this ghost man one of yours? Oh, no. No, 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 no. He's dead. I don't know what he's into anymore. I feel like I don't know him. Necrophilia. <laughs> he, re- he reanimates dudes just to bone them again. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you can only, only raise the spirit to watch. <laughs> oh, no. And commentate, man. Commentate. <laughs> We're cutting this. <laughs> All right, Clayton. I've been I've been hearing about these uh, these new monsters in the area that I, I was hoping you might have some uh, insight on. Uh, they're called uh, mind goblins. You know anything about those goblins? Well, mind goblin these nuts and send them <laughs> straight back to hell. <laughs> and his form fades <laughs> as he's shaking his head. Yes, I would very much mind. You're banished to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo. Jimbo. <laughs> All right, now I'm supposed to reanimate him, correct? I mean, we could go check his uh, closet and see if uh, that proof is there and then, you know, not reanimate him. Well, here's the thing. I need a diamond to do so, and I don't have said diamond, so <laughs> well, I might have told a small fib. I'm sure he might have a diamond somewhere. Yeah, but I'm not going to look. So, uh... Tolerance all right with this this small thing. I come out of the bedroom wearing diamond earrings, like dangling that you guys did. Oh, shoot. (laughs) You're like, whoa, those are nice. Guys, look what I found. 
That's great, Josh. We have to destroy them. <laughs> so really, I need a diamond worst at least 500 GP, which the spell consumes. Really, I mean, I didn't know that, but if I did raise him, I was just going to fucking whack him with a mace anyways. I'd rather have the 500 GP. <laughs> <laughs> Helleros doesn't like bitches. This guy was a bitch. Well, yeah, we should, uh, we should go check his, his closet for his secret stash of pornography and also incriminating evidence. No, that was under the floorboard. Here, here! Yeah, in his closet, right? Under the floorboard. <laughs> I took the boots. It's in a false floor in the armoire, so in the uh, wardrobe. Ah. Let's go find it. All right. So you go into the bedroom across the way, and you can see that the drawers were rifled through, and you can see that... Um, There's a couple empty hangers. <laughs> yes. Oh, that as well. Um, Josh whistles and looks away into the distance. And then you go over to the armoire, and you knock on the, uh, on the paneling, and you do find the false floor. You remove it, and inside is a chest that is about... One foot by two feet. You take that out, it is locked. Hey guys, I got a uh, thieves tools. I can pick it. Go for it. Go ahead and put your tool in this uh, small hole here. <laughs> I would like to take my my uh, my tool and I would like to open up the lock to see what's inside the box. Okay, thieves tools are going to require a sleight of hand check. And I get proficiency with it. Correct. I guess in in, an attempt for him not, uh, or I should say, expecting him to not be able to pick this, can I start looking around for a key, like in his his dressers, nightstands? Um, Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. Or no, for for this one, I want you to give me a perception check. Okay, I'll see how his roll. 17. Okay, 17 is more than enough. That's pretty good. Sorry, Brad. Ben, your character, Josh, manages to unlock the chest. You flip open the lock, you peel back the lid, and inside are three small sacks. Filled with cocaine. I guess I would like to uh, pick up the sacks. You would like to heft the sacks in your hand? I I would like to handle (laughs) the sacks uh, in handling the said sacks. Well... What I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the sack out to everybody. So I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give a sack to uh, to uh, Jack. And I'll give a sack to Donovan. And I'll look at Dosh and say, I got a sack for you, but you'll have to wait till later. And oh. I'd like to stand up with the last sack. And now we, three of us are holding three different sacks. Okay. They feel like they're filled with sand. All right. You should probably see a doctor. Moon dust. Moon sugar. Schneef. And I guess in uh, in doing so, if we're all just sitting here feeling the sacks in our hands, I guess I'll go ahead and be yeah, the what, first to open one it? up. <laughs> I'm just going to look. I, I, I like to, I'm, I'm picturing there's like a little tiny like ribbon or rope wrapped around it. I'm just going to pull the one end to, to open it up and just, I guess, I'm, look inside. I'm going to hold my breath and then open it up. When you open it up, you find a fine black powder that looks like little crystals like a like a like a black crystalline powder all right and do we we recognize this yeah i guess i guess the next question is does anybody 
recognize what this is or could be or can smell what it might be or anything like that. They're making guns of magic. Jack, what is a gun? To say, do we know what it is? Is it like a drug that we're all like, oh, we know this drug or... Your characters don't know what this is. But it sounds Hmm. like our people, as in Bradley Richards, crack the case. We're making fucking weapons. We're making weapons of, uh... And it's gonna revolutionize the world. Oh, it's the creation of guns, and then, what, our next campaign's gonna jump forward in a fucking modern day? Yeah. Interesting. Ain't you ever seen fucking Halo? Why don't one of you give me an Arcana check? Who's good at Arcana? I'm pretty good at Arcana. Somehow. Arcana the shit up. Doesn't help much when you're all natural one. Well, I got it. I mean, what is Arcana? Can we all roll? Wisdom? Yeah, you could all roll. Intelligence. Oh, I mean, if we could all roll, I guess. I rolled a natural one and destroyed the evidence. Hey, Paul, what is Arcana? My sheet has it like rubbed out. (laughs) Oh, what do you know? Speaking of rubbing out, (laughs) I also rolled a natural one. Is it wisdom? Uh, I think it's intelligence. Yeah, Arcana is going to be intelligence. Either way, my character sucks at both of them. I mean, I'm proficient in it, so like solid, but... (laughs) Fuck. Seven. It's all on you, sweetie. I rolled a seven with a natural one. I have plus six, and I got seven. All right, and uh, you're like, hmm, what does it smell like? (laughs) You know, half of me was going to straight up say that. (laughs) And uh, I rolled a 15. Well, it's more than twice what any of the rest of us rolled. So what Actually, does it... if you add up what all of you guys rolled combined, you said <laughs> one, seven, and seven. Well, I guess three. Mm. <clears throat> we barely beat you, all three of us. <laughs> I was going to say, the only other uh, option is, yeah, if we all don't know what it is, it's like, I'm going to taste it. Describe the flavor to me, Dungeon Master. Somebody taste it, somebody sniff it, and somebody... Butt chug it. Somebody put it on a spoon and burn it. <laughs> Somebody listened to it. I don't know. We see <laughs> it. We, we got to smell it, taste it, hear it, and feel it. It feels next. like sand. We all know that. Hmm. So we've already seen it and felt it. Now we got to taste, touch, and no. well, no, taste, smell, and hear. Pour some milk on it and see if it crackles. Eyes and ears and mouth and nose. So with a 15, Josh, you're pretty sure that it's some sort of chemical compound that you haven't come across before, but because you've never seen this before in your life, a 15 isn't good enough to pick up on what it might do. You just can tell that it is some sort of new chemical compound. Guys, it's a uh, chemical compound that uh, no one here has seen before. And let me ask you this. There was nothing I, uh, as I was coming across the papers and everything, and, like, as we looked through the desk and everything in the other room, there was no information on this compound. I don't I don't know much about this particular compound, but it does sound a lot like maybe alchemy. We could... I know alchemists tend to use fire as well. Maybe this is a... We can enhance it with flame. What happens if we burn it? What happens if we put it into a small... Um cylinder with a, a tube coming off of it, perhaps uh, a pipe let's say <laughs> and then we attempt to breathe in the fumes. Can we, can we smoke it? <laughs> Do we know anybody who might know more about 
Yeah, me. If I didn't this roll a natural stuff. one. <laughs> I, mean, I guess we, we can ask. Can I roll again? <laughs> we can ask Billy and Vinny. Uh, none of you are going to take the suggestion from Donovan and try to determine its origin by putting it in flame. You want us to blow our hands up, don't you? <laughs> um, Here, no, I, can... I don't know how to make flames. <laughs> I mean, are there any like candles or anything in this room? Oh, yeah. Do I have like a fire arrow? But even so, even so, if we find something in a box that's supposed to revolutionize the world, we're just going to be like, huh, and hold it in fire? Well, I'll tell you what, we got three bags. We can ditch one on the experiment. But why are the or bags take, separate? Like, a pinch of it. And, like, Is there any difference it? in any yeah. of the bags? No, they're all the same. Why did they put in three bags, not just one bigger bag? Because they didn't have a bigger bag. You've uh-huh. never been in that situation before, you privileged person. They have all these sorts of resources going on in this house, including <laughs> trap doors underneath the floor in the closet, but they don't have a bigger bag. You have not adulted long enough, then. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> if you don't realize, you never have a big enough bag. Man, we gotta wait ten days to ask Clayton why he didn't use a bigger bag. <laughs> Clayton, why'd you put them in three separate bags and not just one bigger bag? We fast travel ten days. There was a sale. (laughs) There was a sale on the small bags. Um, I mean, I guess we could hold it on some fire. Maybe not all of it at once. Well, I would think what we would do. I take a sprinkle out of my bag while they're contemplating and just do it. Okay, so Donovan (laughs) takes a pinch of the crystals out of his bag and tosses it at the lamp that they've been using to light up the various rooms and it sparkles and there is a loud pop as the glass around the lantern flame explodes. Shit. So this is explosion dust. Yeah, it seems uh, what the fuck? What? I can't hear you. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like uh what? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're all just like <laughs> just all have a loud ringing in our ear. So guys, did anything notice anything going on? I got a sh- giant shard of glass sticking out of my forehead. Does it feel drafty in here? So uh it's cold. <laughs> so this dust that's gonna revolutionize everything when reacted with fire explodes. It doesn't like fire. No. You think maybe it likes water? I'm curious. Why do they think something that just explodes by fire is going to revolutionize the world when? Hold up. There's people out here who can shoot fire from their hands and make things explode with their minds. And they think dust that when reacted with fire makes an explosion the next best thing. There's got to be more to this. We don't know what this dust is, but... I guess, I guess, I guess... I guess the, uh... The big thing with this would be... For people who don't know how to cast fire with their hands or make shit explode with their minds, this would give them the power of potentially making shit explode. Or perhaps if you put some of this powder in, like, the bottom of a, like, metal cylinder and then put, like, a heavy object or a sharp, pointy object in the other end of it, and then, you know, you were able to ignite the sparks and shoot the projectile, you know, like 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 a miniature cannon. So you're saying that this will give people the ability to wield hand cannons? It might. Or 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 Hoke just likes to party. We really don't know what this does. Like, <laughs> we don't know what this does. 
Maybe you can add all kinds of different colors into it and throw it up into the sky on festivities. And then it's just, yeah, because, I mean, I I can't hear too well right now, but I think I saw, like, I'm seeing a couple flashes of very particular colors in my eyes when I blink. But it sounds like we have to get some more answers. We can get more answers about this from Hoke when we go find him, because we know where we got to look now. Wait, did we still want to test it for other things? You want to mix it with some water, maybe? I guess we should try earth, water, fire, and air. I just, <laughs> just, just goes everywhere. <laughs> just to see how it reacts with the different elements. I think it makes sense. I mean, if we're going to mix it with water, are you going to drink it? No, I think to just put it in water, like how we just put it in fire. I mean, but it also explodes. You could, it could, you could drink it. You I can mean, drink it. I'm not. <laughs> I just saw what happened when you sprinkled some in fire. You think I want to drink it? I would like. You I know imagine... how table salt is made? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I imagine there's a glass of water on the bedside table, right? For when he gets thirsty at night. I would like to take some and sprinkle it in the water. And then I cover my ears and duck. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the ground. Does anything happen? No. All right. I would like to try air next. I'd like to put a little bit in my hand, and I would like to blow it into Donovan's face. I hold my breath. It's in air. It gets touching air. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. And <laughs> does anything happen? No. Yeah, I get pissed off. <laughs> you blow shit in his face. Hey, guy. Wait, so, it, so it all explodes, and then also causes rage. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, it causes rage. I guess the only thing left to test in is earth. I'd like to go just, just bury some in the bury, dirt. <laughs> yeah, dig a small hole and put some in it. And then water it. Well, you're currently in a house, so. Are there any potted plants around? Punch a hole in the floor. Oh, you know they have li- real plants in here. Probably um, mere potted plants. Oh, is there a mere potted plant in the room? What's under the floorboards? I doubt they have concrete. You're on the second floor. You could go outside and rejoin uh, the other companions that you have yeah we'll just yeah we're gonna walk outside join the three companions and just say like hold on we gotta try something first and just bury some dust and see what they say right 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 but (laughs) hold up is there a mere potted plant in the room and perhaps is there a garden growing outside there are no potted plants in the rooms that you have seen (laughs) but there is a garden out back okay that's all um so yeah, uh, wait, where we go on the Donovan's plan where we're just running down the stairs and then everybody's like, oh, hey guys, and we just drop to our knees and bury this instantly? So hold on, we're gonna try something first. Just, yeah, you see us dig a little hole, like, very meticulously, and then open up our bag, and they all go like, what's that? And we just go, shh, 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 shh. Put a finger up, hold on. Take out a little bit of dust and sprinkle it into the dirt and then bury the dust and just... And then we all duck and cover and again. Then we all and duck and cover our ears. Our ears. <laughs> so, yes, you guys did run down the hall, down the <laughs> stairs to the first floor, out the front door, and uh, as you start digging this hole, Taylor's head pokes over the edge of the roof, and she, Finrail, Wilhelmina, and Figus all glide down, and Taylor's asking you, What are you doing? 
And like I said, I hold a finger up and go, shh, 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 just hold on a second, we gotta do this. Like, I, yeah, we've said this. <laughs> Take cover! <laughs> we're at the part where we're ducking and covering her ears. <laughs> Finrail slides down off of Taylor's back and says, Why are y'all ducking and covering? There's nothing happening with that hole you just dug. Holy hmm. shit, hmm. Finn. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the fire of the lamp. Maybe it was the heat. So what if it's heat and cold, and I want to take a pinch and throw it into Taylor's mouth? What does this taste like? (laughs) She starts hacking and coughing. (laughs) Why would you do that? We have a few questions now based on that response. A, what did that taste like? It tasted gritty and metallic. Hmm, Interesting. And a little bit like... Write that uh, down. Write that down. (laughs) It also tasted a little bit like... Burnt wood? Okay. Hmm. Burnt wood. Got it. Let's go back to this. Finn, we yelled take cover, and you didn't take cover. You would think, uh, after being friends with us for long enough, if we say take cover, we usually mean it. Well, that that's fair, I suppose. But You want to see why we yelled take cover? Here, I here, throw here, one here. bag up in the air, and somebody hit it with a firebolt. Fire arrow, go! I was, I was just going to shoot a fire arrow at the pinch we buried in the ground. We can burn a whole bag for this. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what happens. So Donovan was already getting a fire arrow ready to go and which I can't cast. You were lighting an arrow on fire like you had your tinderbox <laughs> out to light an arrow on fire. Yes. Yes. And uh, suddenly Josh says fire arrow go and throws a bag up in the air. Donovan pops up shoots the arrow and our whole group would like to take cover right after we throw and launch because we know what's about to happen. But we're going to let them not take cover this time and let their ears ring. We, re- <laughs> we really don't know what's going to happen. We lit a pinch on fire. You're burning the bag, bud. <laughs> but go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Paul. You could, uh... How uh, high did you throw this bag? Uh, he's ro- before he, it got He's computer rolling for damage right now for shrapnel. Well... I would imagine if I'm tossing a bag up in the air for it to get shot by an arrow, I'm not leaving it level with our heads considering there's an arrow about to be (laughs) flying through this zone. I would imagine I would put it... I wouldn't, like, chuck it... Eh, maybe I would turn and chuck it up in the air as high as I can. Chuck it wherever you win. I use my curving shot to automatically hit my target. Yeah, I definitely throw it high. (laughs) So, the powder, when it ignites, it explodes with enough force that it winds up blowing out the windows of the second floor. Nice. And Taylor's eardrums. Taylor and Finn and Billy are fucking burning. And Figus. As soon as that thing explodes, they all go, Oh, shit! shit! Just this loud ringing in your ears now. (laughs) So here's me trying to explain, like, see? See? See what I told you, Finn? That's why when we say take cover, you take cover. And the whole time I picture it, the ringing so loud he can't hear it. He just sees me mouthing. No, I'm also kind of in shock there. I'm like, see, the fire dust. Any other questions? Uh, Wilhelmina, she's she's rubbing her finger in her ear and she goes, where did you get that? What is that? Is that is that what Hoke has been planning? It might have a thing or two about what Hoke's been planning. Apparently this was blackmail material against Hoke, so I guess it has something to do with what he's planning. But we found it under his closet, so I'm not sure what he was actually using it for. 
imagine if you would, <laughs> if that shit was in the hands of some some enemy army, and they had a bunch of bags of that shit. That's that's like having a hundred different mages all launching yeah. fireballs and shit. Yeah. And Taylor says, I don't know. That might actually be more powerful than a fireball. What? <laughs> I said that might actually be more powerful than a fireball. Jeez, you don't need to yell. Yeah, we're right here. Calm down. Well, I've got this stupid ringing in my ear. So what if, what if, what if this uh, this material is just used to cause ringing in ears? And it's not actually for destruction, but just to give everybody a very annoying ringing in their ear. It's highly effective, if that's the point. Seriously. But yes, uh, we, we have already discussed, imagine if uh, we put this in a cylinder and everybody walks around with hand cannons. So, uh, to your point about potentially an, an army of non-mages being able to use hand cannons, that could be bad. Figus speaks up and says, Well, sirs... Really sounds actually kind of cool to have one of those, but I I don't know. I if if Hoke is a bad person and he's been doing bad things, then we should definitely go stop him. Yes. And he climbs up on Taylor's back and he says, "Should we go right away? Do we know where he is?" Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I actually uh so so to your point, he is a bad man. We should stop him. But these would be cool. And I think I know just the right man. And I turn and uh shoot a Shoot, shoot my hubby a glance. Who would uh, be able to pick up these operations because he's not a bad man, but he could make these cool experiences for us and these cool toys. So Dosh is about to be an arms dealer. So you two are about to go <laughs> down a very yeah. dark path and I can't be a part of this. <laughs> We're going to take over the operation. We're going <laughs> to sell them to the bad guys. <laughs> but we're going to put on a good public front. <laughs> well, Dosh... I suppose that means we're going after Hoke. Are you ready? Yep. We're about to turn into Stark Industries over here. <laughs> and I'm excited. So you guys hop on Taylor's back. She takes off and you start flying towards where you had learned that Hoke's operation is based out of. As you fly nearer to Chorus, you can see that there is a large like mining facility off to the east close to the mountains and Taylor heads in that direction and as you're soaring overhead you can spot the minecart tracks that lead up into the mountain and you can see a massive warehouse a series of warehouses all belching black smoke and the dawn is just starting to rise as you finally reach this epicenter of Hoax Enterprise and that's where we're going to end our episode can we nap on the way? Yes, you guys can long rest on the <laughs> way. So next time that we come back to the podcast, you will all be at full health. Uh, you will have your new abilities from level 11 to enact upon the evil operations of Hoke Venderberg. But until that time, to those of you who are listening, we hope that you are enjoying this adventure, that you are excited to see the implications of gunpowder in Ralvaria, and that you will join us next time. If you can't wait until then, head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to get more exclusive content, conversational recaps, and uh, bloopers, as well as many other things. 
If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, we are available on social media at Death Saving Bros. And we are also available on your favorite podcasting app where you can leave a five-star rating and review. If you would like to get in touch with one of us personally, I am available on Twitter at HBCamper and on Instagram at HBCamper.14. You can find me at Benfro15. You can find me at I'm a underscore B underscore rad. You can maybe message us on the Reddit. Might get to it. Maybe. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as FATT-Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Andale Has a Secret, Corkboard Evidence, Dreams of Cinnamon, The Lord of Tricks and Treats, The Merryweather Estate, Not Easily Forgotten, Something Amiss, Something Amiss Intense, The Specialist, these Walls Tell Tales, Valda's Spire of Secrets, and Viraline Instrumental are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Parlor Perturbance, Mystery, is by Boy King of Idaho. The song Fragile Refuge is by Kyellen. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The songs Crusade, Heavy Industry, Hard Boiled, March of the Spoons, Sardana, and Take the Lead are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License, 4.0, and sourced from filmmusic.io. The track Silent Motion is music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License, 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses, slash buy, slash 4.0, slash legal code.